Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning, we are in Proverbs chapter 2. Hopefully, I'll get things right, get it together, because the day before yesterday, the sound wasn't even working on my morning devotion. And then yesterday, I put Psalms instead of Proverbs as the title. I guess I'm so used to doing it after a year. I think I've got it right today. Uh, so we're going to be looking at verse 10 through 19 of chapter 2. Let's go ahead and say a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, thank you for this morning. Be honored and glorified as we study your word. Father, I thank you for truth. Uh, teach us new things, God. Reveal wisdom to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so Proverbs 1-7, theme verse of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's only fools who despise wisdom or reject the idea of fearing God, which means respect God. It doesn't mean be afraid, afraid of God. It means respect him. And all of Proverbs and what's being said here is built on that principle. It's tied directly to the one great commandment of loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, yesterday, we talked about... Um, um, how the picture that's being painted is like a, a, a father talking to his son or parents talking to their children before they're going out into the world and how they need to get into God's word, okay? It was seek after truth, wisdom. Well, that's seeking after true things in God's word that will lay a solid foundation, that will direct you, that will guide you. Um, that is the way to salvation, and so we looked at that and how important that is to be in God's word, to seek after truth in God's word. Well, it continues on in chapter 2 to give a warning of, of um, what you need to watch out for um, as someone seeking wisdom. But it also, what we're going to learn today is in seeking wisdom and seeking truth, you gain something else really important. It comes right along with, with wisdom. It's part of wisdom. So let's go ahead and read, and we'll talk about that. We're going to see it, see it real quick here. So verse 10 says, For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. That's what will happen if you study God's word. Okay, that kind of flows from yesterday. Verse 11, Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. From men of perverted speech, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed, none who go to her come back, nor do they regain the paths of life. Okay, so from the recommendation of studying God's word, like we, we saw yesterday in verse 1 through 9, we see Solomon, or this father who is, who is reminding his son going out into the world what he needs to do to stay right. He goes from telling him to study God's word to explaining why God doing that is so important in your practical day-to-day -day living, okay? And so what we see here is you're going to know what's right and wrong if you study God's word, but you get something else. You get something else that comes along with wisdom and understanding, and it's called 
discretion. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. So listen, when you learn new things, when you discover truth, it acts as a shield, right? It acts as protection. For example, a child, a young child who needs to learn that uh, a stove is hot, okay? Now, obviously, you don't want a child to burn themselves. You give them warnings. So you give them warnings. Don't touch this. It is hot right now. We just cooked something on the stovetop. It doesn't look like it's hot, but I'm telling you, it's hot. Well, a child who's curious and doesn't want to listen sometimes has to learn the hard way, and they may put their hand in the burner. They may touch it, and it causes intense pain. It causes a blister, and it, and it also causes an experience that reminds them okay it's a lesson and it reminds them and it acts as a warning so that that lesson that they learn that experience of truth will stick with them they even have a reminder physically that will remind them until it heals of what happened and in the future because of gaining that wisdom gaining that knowledge it causes them to be more discreet they they gain discretion guess what Stovetops can be hot. I need to be careful from here on out the rest of my life. They recognize from then on out the danger that's there because they have learned and gained the knowledge from the experience, okay? Now, when we read God's word, it's kind of like experiencing the hot stove. We are, we are gaining truth and understanding so that when we come across hot stovetops of different kinds in our day-to-day -day living, we can recognize where there is danger, where there is not danger. And it's that experience of reading and studying God's word and seeking after truth and gaining wisdom that we learn that discretion in our life, okay? And that's what the, the author is saying here. That's what Solomon's saying here. When you gain wisdom, you're going to know. You're going to know when men of perverted speech who forsake the path of uprightness come along and try to tempt you or encourage you along their path. You're going to look at them. You're going to hear what they're saying. You're going to see how they're living. You're going to stray away from it. You're going to say, wait a minute, that's not right. That does not fit in with what God's word says. I cannot walk that path if I want to be someone who loves God and fears the Lord. Okay, because fear in the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. Okay, so if I want to do that, I cannot walk his path because he does not do that. He is not rooted in that. And so that's what he's saying here. It's a warning and it's a reminder. You study God's word, you seek after the Lord, you're going to gain the ability to be able to determine what is right, what is wrong. When you look out into the world and you see the way other people live. Okay, because there's wolves in sheep's clothing, right? all out in the world, people who may put up a good front, but if you're not paying attention and you're not really examining what they're saying or what they're doing or how they're living, then you're not going to catch that, that it's really just hypocrisy, okay? This is why, listen, this is so important, Christians. You need to have basic knowledge of God's Word and wisdom of God's Word, okay? Now, it's okay to listen to other pastors. It's okay to listen to pastors preach. That's what I do for a living. That's part of what I do for a living, okay? I study God's Word and I teach for the, in the hopes that someone learns and that they grow in wisdom and knowledge, okay? That's the goal. That's the purpose. But Christians, you need to always judge what a 
person is saying from the pulpit by what you are reading in Scripture, okay? And if you are, are a seasoned Christian, you should always be, be ready and have your ears open to listen for anything that might be of concern, okay? You should always be ready for that. Don't just always take something at face value. Oh, he's a pastor. That means everything ever coming out of his mouth is wisdom and truth and, and the proper way to understand Scripture. That's not always the case, okay? Pastors have a big responsibility, and we have to answer for what we say from the pulpit one day. we got to stand before God and answer for what we say from the pulpit and whether or not we've led people astray. That's why it's so serious and important that when I interpret Scripture, I'm, I'm doing it as best as I possibly can and as clear conscience as I can and as confident as I can and that I am understanding Scripture rightly, okay? That is so important. But those listening need to listen well, and they need to look at Scripture and use that as a guide. Now, wait a minute. That pastor, he said that. I don't know if that's really proper doctrine. I don't know if that's the right understanding or the way the Bible is really teaching that, okay? And so you've got to be ready and willing, and, and that's what this is talking about too, okay? That if you're reading and studying God's Word yourself, that when, when false teaching is presented before you, there's going to be red flags. A red flag is going to pop up, and you're going to say, hold on a second. Something's not quite right there. I mean, most of what he's saying is okay, but I'm pretty sure I remember in God's Word, it says this, not what he's saying. And I don't think he's, he's explaining that verse properly. Okay? You can highlight that. You can say that. You can bring it up. Okay? And you can correct. If your children are listening, okay, you can correct. All right. Now, the other thing down here in verse 16 through 19, so there's two people. There's the, the man who speaks perversely, and then there's the woman, the adulteress, who uses smooth words, okay? Now, what does that make you think of? There's another term to describe smooth words, flattery, okay? So this individual or this person um, is using flattering words, and um, we all know that the age-old tales of men who have fallen into sin because of the temptation of a woman or the flattery of a woman, okay? Now, this is not so much specifically that woman or that man with perverted speech. It's using a metaphor to explain all aspects in life that can be tempting and the different ways that they can tempt and draw someone in, man or woman, okay? And, um, the idea behind flattery, the idea behind flattery is you are saying wonderful things about another person that that person hopes to be true about themselves, but deep down they kind of know they, they probably aren't, right? And that's what flattery is. You know, there's a big difference between compliments and encouragement and flattery, okay? And if you're wise and you're reading God's Word and studying that, you can tell the difference between that. Okay, flattery is just another way to describe manipulation, and oftentimes that's the way it's used. The person is just saying things that they know the other person wants to hear in order for them to gain their um, their favor to get something that they want. Okay, it's a way of controlling. It's a way of manipulation. It's not a way of lifting someone else up. It's a way of lifting yourself up. That's what the adulterous woman is doing here. She's using smooth words 
for the sake of trying to control the other person. A wise person is not going to let that happen. Now, it, this can be people in any aspect of life, right? People can use flattery and they can manipulate in many different ways. And you've got to be on guard for that because here's the thing. The two greatest commandments are to love God more than anything else. The second is to love others. So the way a person is acting and talking, and this is a good way to determine flattery, whether or not it's going on, is what that person's saying, genuinely an effort to try to lift the person up. What they're saying to that person, what they're saying about that person, is their goal to lift and elevate the glory of God, and is it lifting and elevating the other person to seek after the glory of God? If it's not, that's a red flag, okay? Our goal as brothers and sisters in Christ and as sharing the gospel with other people should be those two things, to make God's name great and to elevate and lift other people up and encourage them so that they see more of the glory of God, not to take the focus off of the glory of God and put it on themselves or on, an, on another person is most important. And that's what the flattery is doing here. That's what the smooth words are go doing here. It causes you or this woman here is trying to get you to forget the covenant of God, okay, to forget that great commandment, to forget Proverbs 1-7, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, okay, putting God first. The goal is to try to sway your mind away from that. It's to try to put you on the pedestal. So all of that is manipulation. Now, all of this is, is a way to stray and lead you away from truth. But if you're a wise person, you're going to recognize it and you're going to know. It's going to be red flags everywhere and you're going to know that's not right. I'm not going that way. Okay. And the only way you gain that is through studying God's word yourself. Studying God's word yourself. Okay. As a pastor, I want church members to. I want you to know God's word. Because if I ever stray, if you love me, you will come to me, you will confront me in love, and you will say, Pastor, I don't think that was the right way to, I don't think that's what that verse is saying there. That's what you will do. I am not perfect. I am not perfect. I can make mistakes. Every person can. Every pastor can. And so you be in God's word, okay? You be vigilant in that. Hold me accountable for the glory of God. All right. Thank you for joining me this morning. I am not going to be doing a devotion uh, tomorrow. We will be out of town. Brock's getting married this weekend. So uh, we will be gone, but I will be back on Monday morning. Hope to see you at church on Sunday morning. And until then, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You seek after God. Seek after God in his word, in spirit and in truth. That's how we worship him, as the Bible tells us. But seek after the Lord. Love him with all your heart. Have a wonderful and blessed weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. Bye.